Ugh. Damn it. No matter what we do, we just can't turn Ryan into a martyr. God damn it. I want to know what happens after death. Well, got any better ideas on how we can torture him? Hmm. Twist his nipples. Okay, okay, okay. Nope, it's just oh. making him oh, harder. Hard again. Ah, screw it. Let's get Subway. Oh, fuck yeah. I see dead people. Hello. Do you want to play a game? Survive the night. Coming to get you, Barbara. Survive the night. Power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Survive the night. No. Get closer. Okay. Another Saturday. Before we even get into anything, we need to address the elephant in the room. Amir, how come right after Martyrs you just left and didn't say anything about the film? I didn't, I don't know. I, I don't know we were going to have a discussion. I wanted to save my thoughts for this highly anticipated episode of Survive the Night. I would have just said you guys watch it whenever then, but I wanted to know. I thought you wanted us to watch it together so you could look at my face while I was watching to see if I'd be like. No, I'm going to watch that. Or if I like started vomiting. It's just a fantastic. Well, if you started vomiting, I think I'd be like, this isn't from the movie. We need to call like 911 yeah, or something. Got, Something's wrong. You've got norovirus. Before we get into the movie, there's another elephant in the room that I wanted to address. Yeah, his name about, is Phil. And it's about Nathan Fillion. So last week we were talking about Super and you said Nathan Fillion hadn't been in anything creepy. But he kind of was in Santa Clarita Diet, where he played a, a head, a decapitated oh, yeah. head that spoke. I wouldn't say it's creepy, though. It's a comedy. It's a comedy, but it's it's, hor- it's a horror, horror comedy. Horror it's, comedy. It's a comedy. A horror comedy. It's got Drew, Mer- Drew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so as Ryan was sort of alluding to a little second ago, we watched Martyrs together last week. Uh, but before we get into that, welcome to another episode of Survive the Night podcast, the top-rated podcast hosted by two white guys one named andy and ryan and a brown guy named amir i don't think anyone else can say I think this that. is the first time you've ever opened the podcast with that yeah with our, we've got to try new things race <laughs> our, our no i'm just trying to get as specific as possible to call us the best version of oh, that podcast because so you're, you're not literally starting, you're not starting a race war not yet <laughs> no uh, my name is amir i'm here with andy hi and ryan mm-hmm. and we don't see color so yeah. Forget those earlier comments. What, uh, before we get into stuff, what, uh, you guys watch anything this week? Uh, I've been watching, and it is not horror, but there's definitely some really weird elements to it. Uh, the second season of White Lotus. Have you guys watched any of White Lotus? I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's on Crave. Uh, it's a show written and directed by Mike White. Do you know who that is? He plays this, this really weird character in a lot of movies. He's like this nerdy-looking white guy. If you looked him up, you'd immediately know who he was. But he's not really known for like writing or directing. Um, the White Lotus has a chain of hotels, and so the first season follows the chain in one locale. The second season, now they're in Italy with this chain in Italy. But it's just like a murder mystery kind of thing, and a lot of weird shit happens in the hotel. Uh, so that's what I've been watching. What about you guys? Andrew? Are you talking about me? Yeah. No, I'm talking about one of you. 
you guys remember when uh, the Golden Girls uh, had a spinoff and Never they watched it nope. and they uh, nope. I can already say no and they I don't even <laughs> sorry go ahead they got a uh, hotel and they ran it and the show was called the Golden Palace I'm not making that why up. were That's you a reading real... something off of your phone about this I don't know I had to look it up the name but <laughs> oh you forgot. were thinking about the fact that this existed yeah is that in the 90s Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can safely say I've never heard of this. Oh, what okay. is it, like one season? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been watching that? No, I watch. I love Golden Girls, but I haven't been watching that. I've been on my Van Damme uh, kick Oh, what now? Uh, let's see here. Uh, so I watched Death Warrant. Right. That's a prison one. That's the prison one. That was pretty good. Actually, pretty close to being a horror movie. How so? Uh, the, the, the killer, the main bad guy, his name is the Sandman and he's oh, a serial yeah, killer. Sandman. He's super creepy. He can't die until finally he, he gets dies. burned, right? He, he gets kicked into a furnace and then he's like, I'm not finished with you. <laughs> and he dives out of the furnace and he's burnt. And then I think Van Damme gives him like one more kick into a pipe and the <laughs> pipe goes into the guy's skull. Fuck yeah. So death warrant. And then sudden death. Sudden death. Does that have to do with hockey? It is the Stanley Cup Club. <laughs> Stanley Cup playoffs with the Pittsburgh Penguins versus another team I don't remember. And it stars also Natasha Hanstridge, right? Or the girl from Species. I forget what her name is. <laughs> sure. Anyway. I don't really remember her being in it, but I just it involves a fight scene with Van Damme versus the Pittsburgh Penguin mascot. Okay. That's the one that I'm not super... I know I've watched it. It was actually... I think it might be my top one or second one that I've seen. Sudden death. Yeah. All right, Ryan, finally. (laughs) Uh, I started to watch this movie called Camp Coldbrook, and then I had to turn it off because it was bad. (laughs) What is it about? Uh, Ghost hunting. You can shut the window. No, I, I just reiterated Camp Coldbrook. I wasn't oh, I saying I was cold. <laughs> I, I heard I'm cold. <laughs> Anywho, it's, uh, you know, that old trope of a uh, ghost hunting show is about to get canceled. So the main guy's like, well, we'll just give you one last right. and we'll be renewed. And they go to this camp and I guess stuff starts happening. Mm. I thought it was supposed to be a found footage movie, but it wasn't. It was like... Hmm. definitely a straight to DVD, like early two thousands or something. Hmm. It might be newer than that, but it looked horrible. It hmm. just wasn't good. Well, uh, as we have alluded to on uh, this episode, we're covering a movie from 2008 called Martyrs. This is Ryan's choice in his year of uncomfortable films. And yeah, he wanted to watch it together and apparently discuss it right after. I just wanted um, to know your guys' <laughs> thoughts at the time. It was just, it, just re- it was very funny that the movie ended just immediately. And you guys were already <laughs> both in your jackets. You just stood up and just left. It's because we were so disturbed. Right. Robin, Robin actually was kind of disturbed but i can i can still tell you my my impression immediately after watching it which was at some point i was like okay this is just getting exhausting and not because i was disturbed by mm-hmm. it but just because it felt like it was pointless but then at the end it's revealed that there was a point to all this grotesque violence and then i kind of uh enjoyed it so that's the, uh, the ending the the very beginning of the film mm-hmm. is super cool and awesome 
the middle is kind of it's like drags on what is happening bit, and you're kind of yeah. confused <clears throat> and then the ending you're like okay i'm back in it and in that way it kind of reminds me of <clears throat> clockwork orange because clockwork orange is a lot of abuse and brutality and it feels at some point that it's just pointless it's pointless it feels like almost like torture torture porn, porn. Yeah. it's getting ridiculous but clearly there's a reason it gives you that sort of exhausting view of mm -hmm. the abuse um but yeah my quick thoughts are that i i mostly enjoyed it what about you andy was this your first time it was it was a good time <laughs> uh yeah it surprised me i thought it was going to be very torture porn -y, yeah um but i feel like it all came together and yeah i'm gonna put up put it up there as a, a really good movie and Ryan was just like your 10th time watching it or something? Uh, only my second time, oh, okay. actually. And my first time I had watched it probably within like a year or two of watching it this time. So, uh, the, yeah, the first time I watched it, personally, I was just blown away because mm -hmm. that abrupt change was insane to me. If um, you guys could put this on a scale on our podcast, would you say this is probably the most disturbing movie we've covered? I don't remember. I the don't only other one that I that comes to mind right away is Hellraiser for certain reasons. Mm -hmm. it, the ending feels like Hellraiser. It kind of well. does, yeah. I think point. when yeah. I first watched it, I messaged Andrew and was like, oh, just, it feels almost like a Hellraiser movie. Mm -hmm. That's how crazy it is. Um, I'm going to say no, and I'm, I'll have to look through our calendar, but I'm pretty yeah. sure some of the movies I have for later in the year are going to be quite a bit worse. Okay. I'm also changing one to another movie that I've only watched once and it was a few years ago and I'm excited to watch it again and I'm finally going to get Andrew to watch it. Mysterious Skin? No. <laughs> that's another one that's... Super Dark Times. Stop saying the names! But yes. You want me to cut that out? No, you can leave it in. We might cover Super Dark Times. Okay, it's official now. <laughs> I've only had one... I only, I've only gotten one other person to watch it and even he was like... Yeah, that was a it was a tough watch. I can't think of any movie recently that I, I, I didn't feel that way from Martyrs. The one movie that maybe felt that way to me was the first time I saw Hereditary, and mostly because of the one scene involving Charlie. Just I was like, mm. Mm, yeah. This one, like, this one's definitely more about like the torture and stuff. But the other ones I've picked, they're more like cerebral like th ones that'll just like make you feel uncomfortable, mm. kind of like Swallow does in some points, mm. and. Gosh, some of them are, yeah. All right, shall we get into it? Martyrs, 2008. It is rated R. Uh, I also added a new little thing here. Some similar films. If you guys watch this and you like it, here are oh. some other ones that you might enjoy. Great addition. Uh, a few, most of them are also French films. Inside, if you guys haven't seen that one, that one's pretty intense. High Tension. I have not seen it yet, but I really want to watch it. I would say the gore is very similar in, yeah. And maybe some of the themes. The uh, the French film Raw by the person who also did, does uh, Titan. Yeah. Mm -mm. Raw was really good. Uh, Irreversible, which I would personally say is not a good movie in my opinion. 
That's the Monica Bellucci with the yeah. alley pop, right. popular rape scene. Oh, oh, don't call it a popular rape scene. I yeah, mean, it, it, ha- <laughs> it definitely has been popularized on the internet. I just it's pretty you know, popular. People people say like, oh, this movie's like crazy and like really good. I watched it. I bought it. Watched it, and then immediately gave it away because I was like, I don't, I don't want this. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I just, had no interest in watching it either. I, yeah, no, yeah, me neither. I didn't know it was going to be like that. I thought it was going to be like a revenge thing, but instead it was played backwards. So the end of the film is just like almost a 10 minute thing of her <sighs> just being sexually assaulted. And I was like, yeah, I just don't have any interest in this. So um, no, thank you. Uh, yeah. And then the other one that was actually put as similar on IMDb was wreck. I don't see that at all. I kind of see the, uh, the main monster thing in it feels kind of the same. As oh, okay. I totally forgot about that. Thing. The characters. Yeah. That, I, sure. I do see that. So we've got the director, writer, uh, Pascal Logier. I'm going to pronounce these names wrong. Uh, he did <coughs> on the, purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like French people. <laughs> he did the tall man and incident in a ghost land, which is another film that gets lauded as being disturbing. Uh, the tall man has nothing to do with phantasm. I'm assuming. No, no it's and its own uh, film. Uh, yeah, it's apparently not good either. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't think I've seen it. How do they not trademark the tall man? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one. I think. Um, I will say, this director Pascal, he was attached to direct the latest Hellraiser movie that came out, but oh. was dropped. Oh, and cool. I feel like that would have been a much different film. Yeah, he's also in the new show, The Last of Us. Pascal. Okay. Music by Alex and Willie Corte. Stop it. <laughs> they haven't really done anything else too much. They've mostly just worked with Pascal. Uh, makeup effects by Benoit Lestang did The Living Dead Girl in Wax Mask, which huh. looked like oh. a, a genuinely cool-looking movie. I saw that the other day. Yesterday. Did you actually? No, I, like, I saw it to oh, purchase uh, at Willow Video. The title is very intriguing. Adrian, Go to Willow Video. Adrian Moreau. Oh, look, a movie I just mentioned. Did Species 2. Two episodes of uh, what we're covering <gasps> on Patreon. Sign up. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, the newer, not new, but like the latest Riddick film, the like 2012. Oh yeah. Batista. No, the closest I've gotten is playing the, uh, return to butcher Bay, butcher Bay game, which was incredible. I actually really liked it when I saw it. This is the one with Batista. It's the one that it's all on like that desert planet thing. Yes. Yeah. There's one that's kind of become a bit of a cult classic now. Pitch Black. Pitch Black, yeah. And I've always, I never saw those movies, but I always thought the visuals looked really cool. It is a great movie, yeah. I think they're all pretty good. Uh, He's also done Enemy, the Jake Gyllenhaal film. That's insane. Mother, The Lighthouse. Oh, I can't wait to cover that. uh, Megan, and The Whale. Those are some fucking great credits. The makeup in The Whale is insane. Like, if you guys like body horror and prosthetics and stuff like that, they achieve some crazy shit in The Whale. Are you guys interested in seeing the... Um, the Oscars? Fuck yeah, let's go. Sorry, no, what? No, I don't. The what? <laughs> uh, Megan, when it's released oh, for you, physical for the unrated version. I still haven't seen it, because... Yes, I... We, I we weren't invited. <laughs> and you never will be. <laughs> you you haven't still? I haven't oh, watched awesome. it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, because I was like, oh, maybe I'll go see it. And then I saw the uh, 
the articles about how the unrated version has like so much more gore and so stuff. So we should in it. watch it in your living room and then Andy's like, Hey guys, can I come watch? I'm like, No. And then just have a random yeah. Korean guy sitting sitting with us. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> just walk outside, grab somebody from the uh, the streets, be like, You wanna watch a movie? Yeah, you wanna watch a movie? <laughs> Andy's crying in the corner. <laughs> I don't know why I'd be crying. I just Do you wanna watch it with us so bad. Do I? Fucking asshole. Special effects. Carmel Baudouin. Did Witchboard 3 and Night of the Demons 3. Visual effects. I'm trying to think of the visual effects we would have even, even seen in the film. Like maybe I just, said special effects, no visual effects. Oh, but yeah. Sh- oh, so this would just be general special yeah. effects. Okay. Uh, Manuel Beccaro did the prosthetics and some makeup. Uh, also did Bride of Reanimator, Gremlins 2, Nightbreed. Army of Darkness wow. and Alien vs. Predator. So some pretty... There's no movie in that list I do not like. <laughs> There's, uh, yeah, th- quite a few people in the special effects area have done some like pretty big name stuff, honestly. Um, visual effects, Jonathan Labor did, uh, I think it's design effects. I can't remember. Digital effects. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, he worked on Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, Pacific Rim. It and uh, the greatest film ever made, Paddington Two. Oh, nice! <laughs> a lot of people love that movie. That's uh, uh, that's a little shout out to anybody who's seen a certain Nicolas Cage film. Um, Pacific Rim, another movie that I haven't fully watched. I saw some of it on the plane, but visually, like it's they made giant like machine things look so fucking cool, like Transformers. But Transformers always look kind of cartoony to me. Where Pacific Rim was like, holy shit, that would be terrifying to see one of those things in front of you in real life. I agree. Uh, Bruno Olivier Laflamme also does digital effects, uh, worked on the RoboCop remake, which is like, mm, okay. But then also worked on Alien Covenant. Do you hate mm-hmm. the RoboCop remake, Andy? Because as a RoboCop fan. Yeah, it kind of, it doesn't have the same feeling. Yeah. As, and it was Michael Fassbender, right? No. Oh, okay. Not a huge, like, not not a huge fan, but like have never really seen the first one before mm. I watched this one. I thought it was an all right standalone film. And probably wasn't as graphic or violent. No. Or, yeah. But yeah, the original one's good. And just fuck, man, when he's not wearing his helmet, he looks terrifying. He was at uh, Fan Expo in Vancouver or is whenever Fan Expo is. He's coming, the original Robocop. I know. I want to go. I want to yell at him. <laughs> Why? Just be like... Love Robocop! <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, remember when you shot that guy in the dick? <laughs> so, cast Moriana Alu plays Anna in a film called Skintilla. And Amir, I'm going to get you to look that I up. I did because I saw it. I looked at it. Looks the cover insane. looks. Um, have you seen the cover for this, Andy? What is the movie? Just read Skintilla, Skintilla oh. and then read the synopsis for it because it's. What the fuck? An elite team of mercenaries is hired for a covert operation deep inside a former Soviet state. Arriving at an underground laboratory, their mission is to secure specimens of genetically engineered human and alien hybrids. Battling with a ferocious armed militia as well as dark, menacing creatures, the odds of survival are stacked against them. But what caught my eye is the, the main the image. It shows, uh, yeah. Andy, if you want to check it out. The this person's eyes look like there's like where their eyes are supposed to be. There's just like a scattering of oh, them wow. each. This would trigger my trypophobia the entire time if, just, if this was on the screen a lot. It looked fantastic. Uh, God, Mylene Yampanwa plays Lucy. Uh, she hasn't really been in anything else that I don't think we would know. Just mostly like French stuff. That probably is the case for most of these actors, right? 
Some of them, though, you know. Okay, let's see. Catherine Beijing plays Mademoiselle. She was in an older film called The Uncanny that looked really cool. Okay. Uh, this one's a little for Andrew here. Robert Tupin plays Le Père. So I think that's the father, right? That's okay. Right. Uh, he was in Chud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pear's dad and Frere is, boys, Frere. Frere. Rajaka? <laughs> Brother. Come on. Patricia. I failed French. Oh God. Patricia Tolasny plays La Mère. That means, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> Juliet Gosselin plays Mary, the daughter. She was in a found footage film called The Gracefield Incident. That sounds cool. And then Xavier Dolan plays Antoine. He was in It, Chapter 2. Still and haven't seen it. Nice. <laughs> Mike Shute plays Borough. He's, uh, I think he's the main, like, Looking dude who just starts beating oh, the shit out of this yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, I'm kill him. And uh, he's in Needful Things, and he's done uh, stunts for Orphan, and he was Michael Ironside's double in oh. Turbo Kid. Really? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a, a deep cut. He's right a there. huge uh, stunt person. He's got tons of credits. All righty. All right, Andrew. Let's hear that IMDb summary. See if it matches up. A young woman's quest for revenge against the people who kidnapped and tormented her as a child leads her and a friend who is also a victim of child abuse on a terrifying journey into a living hell of depravity. So, I mean, it's accurate from the standpoint of like what you see for the first, you know, 80% of the film. Yeah. The, um, the part I don't agree with this is do we ever find out the friend Anna was abused? She no. was just an orphan. I don't think. I don't think she was. Anything about I don't think she abused. was abused either. Like, or she wasn't abused until we get into the movie later. This is the girlfriend of the original abuse victim that you're talking. The, about. the, the friend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, because I think this IMD summary yeah. completely hides the kind of the whole basis of the, without, which I is think, fine. But I think you could you could allude to that without giving away what like with without a spoiler. You know. Um, yeah, because uh, what? Who's the main character? Or the, the beginning? The beginning character is Lucy. Lucy's the main one who okay. ends up. So yeah, she always is saying that that, uh, and then the other character is Anna. Anna, always saying to Anna that you haven't experienced what I've experienced. Yeah. So I feel like that's a little bit wrong there. But we can get into the movie, and it's going to be a, a bit abridged because. I didn't take notes. Andrew didn't want to watch it a second time to take his notes because... It it's an intense movie, okay? <laughs> and I just watched it. To be fair, if you're like a pretty emotional person or really just like don't really watch a lot of these, yeah, I think it would be a real tough film to watch, honestly. The first time I watched it, I was pretty shocked and I've seen some fucked up <laughs> movies. I also think this isn't a movie you necessarily need like plot points for because... There's it's, there's very clearly defined sections. It's, yeah, it's very linear. For Definitely, sure. it's very and easy. and we can fill in the blanks when we get to them. And yeah, but the movie begins with a young girl, mm -hmm. Lucy, as she escapes from a. I don't know what that is. She escapes from like a warehouse. Just say like an abandoned building. Yeah, we don't know yeah. what it is. No, and and she's covered in blood, and she's like 
running away from this place. Her head shaved. And she's been imprisoned and and physically abused for a lengthy period of time. She's only wearing a tank top and her underwear. I think you said that. But yeah, she's not looking in good shape. Then it it cuts to her being in an orphanage, right? Right. Going into the orphanage, uh, obviously being very standoffish with the other children and the, the orphanage workers. So there's no signs of sexual abuse or are, are identified and the perpetrators and their motives remain a mystery. Like no one is chasing her after. No, it's clear. She's what happened. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what you're he's like. He's like this. So anyways, she's, uh, she's <laughs> Robin kind of, when Rain Robin is sitting on the couch together and she's playing a game like Fortnite or something, her foot like constantly tenses up at like every, any moment that might be like a shootout or You'll something. Care. She's like, uh, in my defense, I didn't even know his foot was there. I thought it was the floor, the, floor, the soft, <laughs> the soft wood floor. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. He might have wooded toes. Yeah. I lost them in combat. In <laughs> no, it was me and Andy and, um, from her oh. first and second detachment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how them. is that detachment? Uh, do you ever keep up with the guys? Yeah, I hang on. There's a new legion in New West. Not new. I'm new to it because I just moved to New West. <laughs> uh, and I go to the legion every, you know, every Sunday night. Meet up with the old third detachment. You remember any other names? Yeah, there's Billy and uh, Johnny Boy. <laughs> Why you guys are laughing? These are my combat names. Typical seventies white man names. Johnny Boy. Yeah. There's no other Indian men there. No, I was actually the only Indian guy in my detachment. Why are you crying? (laughs) It's just sad. I don't know. Sad. He's laughing. (laughs) Anyway, Lucy is placed in an orphanage where she is befriended by a young girl named Anna. Yeah, so basically Lucy, like I said, is very standoffish to all these, the other children, the workers and stuff, and then Anna decides, like, oh, well, I'm going to help her, and kind of says something along the lines of, like, oh, well, I'll, uh, I'm going to help her, she needs help, kind of stuff, I'm going to be with her, and all that shit. Yeah. And it, uh, Anna soon discovers that Lucy believes that she is uh, constantly being terrorized by a ghoulish creature. A horrible, disfigured... We don't know that part yet. Yeah, I don't know why they wrote that in this. Yeah. Where was this from? IMDb or something? I don't know. Anyway, we don't really get a... uh, We don't know what's... What's going on with it. Yeah, but something happens in the washroom and uh, Anna's like, oh, where's Lucy? And she like runs and finds her and she's like all cut up and stuff and bloody and she doesn't understand why. And she's like, oh, it's the monster or whatever holds her and then it cuts this yeah this allusion to the monster is very important at a later point and it's very fight clubby when when that when that moment comes but we'll get into that because of the bitch tits <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we don't get too much info when they are children but it uh time jumps 15 years later i also want to say uh to keep on brand with this film, I want to let the uh, audience know that at work, I drilled a screw into my finger and I embedded it far enough that I couldn't just pull my finger away and had to unscrew it to get it off. <laughs> and at that point, I felt like a martyr. I thought I had seen what was beyond the veil. That reminds me of um, when I stapled my thumb by accident in elementary school. Have, I'm have... say right now, this is much more painful than stapling your finger. I would probably agree with that. I mean, I was crying, but I was like seven. 
Oh, you happen? stapled yourself. Yeah, of course. I feel like almost everybody has. Have you? Andy? As a child? Not this week. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he says that, we lose one audience member. <laughs> and we don't have many, Andrew. I, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I haven't uh, done that. I've uh, cut my finger open with a knife. Mm. I've also done that. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys, would you guys say you've ever been near death? Yes. Like several times. And okay, I, we don't have to dig into why. But oh, you what, can. I don't really give a shit. Was, uh, there, was there ever a time when it was because of someone else's actions? Technically, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Because okay. like, I'm pretty sure I've already said this on the podcast, but I was born with my esophagus in two pieces. Oh, so right. this is your mom's fault. So it's technically my mom and dad's <laughs> fault. Yeah. Bad, it's not my fault. Bad semen. I just think curdled milk or something Ew. comes out like cottage cheese. Yeah. It. Uh, Which I used to love cottage cheese. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? Sorry, were you going to do another story? Well, so I had that and like I was supposed to be dead. Um, but you clawed your way back out. I choked on a gobstopper when I was like six right. and the nurse was like, ha ha, if it had been there a little longer, you'd be dead right now. And I was like, it's a cool <laughs> thing to tell a six year old. Thanks. Mm. Uh, I drowned. Well, almost obviously <laughs> I drowned. <laughs> I almost drowned during swimming lessons. We have your, we have our uh, own little Jason Voorhees here with us. There's just been a lot of stuff. Uh, me? Um, let's see. Uh, there was a car accident that was really bad. Really? Um, How long ago was that? Oh, I want to say like 15 years ago. Is that so why you, you look the way you do? Yes. <laughs> so you were like injured and stuff? Uh, so it was a truck that my friend at the time had. And he was a terrible driver, just always speeding, tailgating. Mm. And he was tailgating this person. Oh, no. Tried to move out of the way into the next lane and drove right into a telephone pole. If it had been not in the middle of the vehicle, we would have, one of us would have been dead. Huh. And the kicker was that the friend had sp uh, spray painted the truck all black and wrote death mobile on the front of the Christ. truck. <laughs> and I was mostly fine. It was just whiplash. But like if, any like if it got any closer we would have but i'm assuming you have like pretty deep set trauma from that too uh yeah uh i don't like uh, vehicles vehicles <laughs> uh driving as a passenger is very scary yeah. for me i guess what i was getting at is obviously we get to this idea of near death in this movie and maybe what comes from that although they go well past near death um but do you remember feeling really good after that because you're like okay i'm not dead well, the thing about feeling really good after it is pain releases endorphins. So, yes, you're going to feel better Like afterwards. when you get a tattoo, and, and it not usually just, feels good after it's done. Even though I feel like shit as well. So I had yeah. this experience where I was doing the chief, the mount, the hike in Squamish. You were fucking your chief? And um, <laughs> we went to the highest peak. There's three peaks you can do. And on the way down, there's a path that you can take and a path that you shouldn't take. That's just like mulch. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll shimmy down and it's super steep, but I ended up being way too steep. And I started free falling for a good, I don't know how long, maybe 
my idea direction in my head's not great 30 feet or something and like going as fast as i mm. could before i dug my fingers into the mulch and stopped myself no pain or anything the scary thing was he was pushed <laughs> yeah no pain but um <laughs> i was very careful the rest of the way down when i finally got down i was like holy shit i could have maybe you know died or gotten seriously injured and i it gave me like a a boost in in general following that so that's what i was sort of getting a new lease on life basically well it, like i said you get adrenaline and then you get the right. endorphins so that's what that is you do feel better because your body's mm -hmm. like all right everybody calm down Here's a little bit of endorphins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to say last week, excuse me, um, I had to do fall protection, uh, a course on it. And like if you were to fall? Well, no, like uh, where you, I have to go up to heights, wear a harness and stuff, right? So the, there's like, it shows you the math for, uh, they say general six a uh, foot tall person, 200 pounds, uh, within like, like fucking 30 seconds of falling, they've got like maybe 6,000 pounds worth of pressure mm. going. So scary. It's, it was scary. <laughs> it's scary hearing this shit. And then of course he showed us a bunch of oh, videos uh, on it, but it was like, it was easy, like stuff that wasn't bad, but mm -hmm. there was some where he's like, we're going to skip this. Cause I don't want to bum you guys out. And I was oh. like, what the fuck kind of video? Do you have <laughs> here? Jesus. I'm just looking past a mirror right there to a reanimator poster thing. And it just says death is just the beginning, hmm. which is kind of, kind of what we're talking about right now. Um, may, may I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, We've cut what uh, fifteen or whatever years later, um, we cut to like this nice suburban home, a uh, big white house, family of four in it. They're all very white, very white, very very happy. rich, um, very idyllic. The there's a daughter who's running away, seemingly scared, screaming, and then we see it's just her brother chasing after her. Um, you know what the scene kind of reminded me of, and I didn't know where this movie was heading at this point, but the kind of cheeriness that happens in the exorcist between her mom and Reagan, mm -hmm. when she's like being chased around the house right. before all hell breaks loose before like, uh, the mom's chasing her and then Reagan's chasing her, but crab walking. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, yeah. So they're, they're at the like breakfast table, uh, talking, basically just shitting on the sun real hard because he wanted to drop out of school and go to a different school. And they're like, no, 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 no. You need to go to a school that will make you rich. Not this artsy fartsy garbage. Okay. They're not wrong. Fuck that artsy fartsy. Yeah. Garbage. That's it's all never, about the money. That never got it. Anybody, any money is all about the money. Uh, doorbell rings. I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Also, yeah. speaking of money, they're all uh, they're all by the so. they're all by the table. The the yeah yeah they're eating breakfast. The breakfast doorbell table. rings. Uh, who is it that goes to take a look? It's like the father, I think. Is it the father? I, I think you're right. Who. I think yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Opens the door and just immediately gets fucking blown back by oh, a shot, yeah. shot, which I thought was really cool. It is really cool. Also kind of funny. Uh, it was because <laughs> he, he gets whipped back real fucking hard. But to be fair, 
I don't look up shotgun point blank shotgun shots, so I don't know if that would yeah. actually happen or not. I, I assume maybe if it was like buckshot, right? Like it might knock you way the fuck back. This whole sequence was filmed really well and honestly was like something out of like an action movie or mm -hmm. something. The, the music it was really felt intense. felt like almost like a Quentin Tarantino totally. yeah. uh, scene. Mm -hmm. So we see it's Lucy with a gun. She barges into the house. Um, a much older... Lucy. Yeah, yeah, fifteen years. She has long hair now. I older as well. Yeah, kind of like mid. Mid. She's not like, bald, sh shaved head anymore. No, <laughs> uh, she's probably like late twenties or something. Mm -hmm. I would say, or mid twenties. Mid twenties, I think. Um, yeah. She goes towards the kitchen. Uh, fucking blows a hole in the mother. Daughter runs away. Sees the son. Uh, I can't remember what they're. She asks him, "Did did he know? Oh yeah, did he know what?" They, they were did. doing. And but this was after like, the daughter's dead. Then no, no, no. Oh, no. She oh. runs upstairs. Yeah. Oh, okay. and he's like, "No, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about." She's like, "Okay, bam!" bam. <laughs> Blows yeah. him away, and then um, she goes after the daughter. Uh, she, you can see her like popping out the used shells, putting new ones in. She's just shaking the whole time because mm -hmm. uh, we f we find out pretty quickly after this that these are the people that like tortured her. Mm -hmm. um, but she's obviously still doesn't feel good killing people or no. like Yeah, this is children. probably the first time she's done anything like this and she's just doing it really fucking well. So she, yeah, she chases uh, the daughter. After the daughter, daughter crawls under the bed. Uh, Lucy just hops up on top of the bed, shoots at the bed, misses the daughter, gets out from under the bed, starts running away and then Lucy pops her. Bang! And uh, they're all dead and she just starts crying pretty hard. Do I you think, um, do you think she went too far? I mean, cause it wasn't the kids that tortured her. I personally don't think violence begets violence. Mm -hmm. I don't think like say a, like a serial killer. I don't think they should just be put to death. I think they should have to honestly just suffer in prison. So yeah. if you were her, then you wouldn't have taken matters into your own hands. You would have tried to report them. Say, I guess the problem being completely honest, if what happened to her happened to me, I probably would have just killed myself. <laughs> yeah. That's I honestly what I, I thought that's where this movie was going at a few points. Like, like how yeah. else do you get out of the situation? I was and also going to say like, if you're seeing what she's seeing, which we will oh, get right. into in a bit, like I wouldn't, why would you want to live through that? And you, you have no way of escaping it. I like vengeance uh, in general. <laughs> so I think I would do that. And I think honestly with people, it seems like there were people in very high places that were committing these acts. So even if you try to go through like the traditional... They couldn't be put to... No, they're in, protected. Yeah, they're protected. They're but like the higher elite, up. Your question though, would you have killed the children as well? Or would um, you... Fuck. I feel like... I would have only killed the children if I could have killed the children in front of them, the parents, while oh they were alive. Oh, my God. Well, that's... They were torturing me. That's so fucked. So but there's just going to be a laugh-heavy episode. <laughs> Lots of jokes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, what's going to stop those children if you've killed their parents from coming, from after, coming you. after you 20 well, that's years the later? sequel, right? Yeah. And this is also like... Martyrs to blood money. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she just did it to get the thing off her back and to not feel bad anymore. Right. I don't think she would really give a shit if uh, the kids came after That's her true, on, actually, because right? mm. we figure out that, you know... And maybe we should start writing Martyrs, too. Maybe it didn't work out so well. Um, Starring Woody Harrelson. <laughs> as... And Wesley Matthew, Snipes. As reason, Matthew Martyr. Martyrs can't jump. <laughs> For some <laughs> reason, I thought you were going to say Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see him get blown away by a pump action shot. By a pump? <laughs> <laughs> Blow away the pump. Uh, so, 
Lucy calls Anna uh, at a payphone. Anna's at the payphone. She's in her car. She runs over. Lucy's crying, being like, I did it. It was them. She's like, you're sure? She's like, yeah, I killed all of them, the kids and everything. And Anna's like, all right, well, what the fuck? Just, yeah, you should have waited. Yeah, stay there. I'm coming. I, I will help you out kind of stuff. If So did do we get the sense, I forget, that she's discussed... She has discussed with her what she went through and I guess obviously what she was going to do. Yeah. I guess she maybe wanted her to wait to question them a little bit because she doesn't seem to believe her really for most of the movie. I think she wanted to question, but also was like, well, don't do anything super hasty. Let, right. Let's yeah. think of a plan Don't first. like just react. Like we have to have a plan of what we're doing here before. So that would be you, probably you more likely in this situation. Like your partner wants to get mad revenge and you're like, let's, let's, let's look at the logistics here first. I'd be like, no, hold on. <laughs> Make sure you do the kids first in front, in front of, the, of parents. the parents. I was going to go back here for a second um, and do some role playing of where you got like what you guys would do in this certain situation here. Um, say you've seen your dad get shot like 20 mm, feet. Right. Uh, your mom got blown away. The, and I love my parents. Yeah. So this is very traumatic. Your, your brother got shot and you're the, you're the daughter. You're running away. Where do you, where do you go? Do you hide like how she did or where are you trying to, I feel like people that run underneath beds and, and they always get caught. Yeah. You're trapping yourself essentially. So, like you have no escape at this point. Thinking as like a, a teenager child, basically, um, yeah, I think most people would just run to the nearest place that they think they can like hide. a safe yeah. spot. Totally. Yeah. As an adult, maybe you would try and run further. But honestly, at this point, your lizard brain's kicking in mm. and you don't really have, you know, you can't like stop and be like, okay, let me think this one out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no one She's thinks someone's right going to break into yeah. your house with a shotgun. You know, you can never fully prepare for that unless you listen to the Survive the Night. Mm -hmm. That's what we're about. But yeah, surviving shotgun attacks. Um, I think... If I could have a rational mind about me while this is happening, I would try to get out of the house because there's more likely you're going to run into somebody that can maybe help, you know? That's true. And again, like that's the thing you would want to do. Yeah. But who knows what you would do in that situation? Yeah, Say if you, the kids did know what was going on. Because I feel like at some point they were going to know. Mm. I would have just gone down into that bunker area with the other creepy the little crawl area yeah been like oh you fucking <laughs> I felt mad my parents are gone now. <laughs> so uh i believe before anna gets there uh we finally see the thing that's been haunting lucy right. yeah and the first time i watched and saw this i watched the movie by myself and it was a pretty fucking creepy creature for a 2008 movie. Yeah, there's wounds all over the body. I believe it's either naked or has just underwear on it's or naked. something. It's naked. Um, and yeah, it looks like it's been like sliced in all portions of its body. Cut up everywhere. Healed up now, but very smart. When, when I we, we were watching this, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if this was like an actual person, if yeah. it was actually some sort of demon character. Or like is, just somewhat like some sort of creature that just follows them. Which is another thing that I liked about the movie because yeah, at the beginning, the orphanage stuff and then finding out something supposedly attacked her. I was like, okay, this is different. Mm -hmm. from what I, I was thinking actually what this was, was someone else that these people, all of these people were still actively abusing and it just got, got loose from a bedroom or something. That was also what I was thinking. It was that, yeah, it was being held there, yeah. but it disappears so quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it attacks Lucy. Uh, I also think at 
Um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but right after sh- Lucy does this, she breaks down into sobbing and, and crying because yeah. she, she's processing what she just did. But she's also like, finally, I'm free right, of right. all this shit. And then, like I said, the monster comes out and she's like, what do you want? I killed them. Like, I don't understand what you want from me. And uh, Anna finally arrives. She's horrified she, of the she, carnage. Yeah, she sees the massacre and is immediately like, I have to go throw up. Uh, Lucy may have murdered the wrong people is what she's yeah she keeps being like hey hey and then uh lucy grabs like a picture of the family from the fridge from like a newspaper and she's like that's that's them Mm. i know it's them 100 percent um no doesn't she actually have a newspaper that she's using as is it yeah i think she has and then she also finds a picture it um, could be yeah that compares it it could be that um so we we get the creature a few more times, and uh, throughout this whole thing, Anna never sees it. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, she it, sees it, uh, Lucy but, reacting to yeah, it, though. It, it makes it out like it's it comes, and then it quickly leaves, like in an absolute flash. So uh, while Anna has Lucy kind of like chill out, she starts disposing of the bodies, which I think was like a really fucking intense scene because they actually, there were real people they threw. Yeah. In there. They're just throwing them into these, they, into the, is it a pool or was it? It was uh, like their sewage pump. Oh, right. So they had dug a giant hole to get into the, um, excuse me, the pipes. So it's raining. She pulls. Wait, weren't they dragged into the washroom first? Bathtub. Yeah. They're, they're dragged into the washroom at, at one yeah. point. Yeah. And, and then, then disposed and of. And then once, yeah, once she got Lucy to go, like, lay down, chill out, uh, Anna drags them out, mm-hmm. tosses them in. Uh, you ever carried a body? Mm. Like a living one, yes. Yeah, they're pretty heavy, aren't they? Pretty I mean, heavy. it depends. She doesn't really carry it, though. She drags most of them. Oh, that's still, that's still a lot of work. It is, for sure. I used to be really strong at one point. And quick? Yeah. You have I still have quick legs. I still have quick legs. Um, but yeah, I've lifted people up before. And she's, like, a mid-twenties woman. I mm-hmm. think she would be strong enough to drag a body. Not, not people larger than me, though. I've never done that. Hmm. Yeah. I, I still think you would be able to if you hook yeah. your arms oh, under Oh, yeah. You'd be able to drag them, yeah. for sure. Um, so, yeah. She's tossing the bodies down. Uh, I did read that there's a one part where one of the bodies get tossed down and you see one of the bodies already down there f- tense up. <laughs> 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 the real bodies coming at you. Yeah. So, I, it makes sense. Um uh, to she make goes, a uh, prosthetic body or use a mannequin would not have been good. No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the same at all. No. Uh, so she goes back in. She goes to uh, take another one of them, and she sees that the mother's still alive. Yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck. She's trying okay. to help her yeah, out. Yeah, she's like, okay, just hold on. Like, I'm going to help you, but I, I need to take your dead daughter and throw her in a ditch. <laughs> also, how the fuck did she survive that shotgun blast, man? Well, it was crazy. The stomach. I thought it was the back. I thought was it was it the, the back. Ch- it might have been the back, actually. Yeah. Well, somebody Either got way, shot in the back. If she didn't get shot close up, it wasn't close up. Mm. Yeah. So the shell spread a bit. Stomach and, back. You're going to live for a little while, but you're not going to live well. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I guess getting shot in the stomach is like one of the most painful things because it hurts like a motherfucker and there's nothing you can do about it. You just die. I don't know. If you, you should, get uh, shot in the right spot. We should try and prove that claim. We right should shoot you? You guys got a gun? <laughs> no. He's like, I'll do it to myself. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> big, big gunshot. And then you just hear Amir being like... Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I was kind of mad at Anna at this point. Like, why are you helping this person that your partner who is seeking 
deranged revenge. Why are you helping her? She abused your partner. And we find out kind of later that she, like the whole time, she just doesn't really believe her at all. Yeah, yeah she, she doesn't. Something she else. does not think so that that's probably why happened. she's trying to help yeah. this. What she thinks and, is an innocent person. And she's she's not Lucy, right? She didn't go through all that traumatic no. stuff. She's more or less somewhat level-headed person. So you see all this death and you're going to be like, holy fuck, I don't want to be a part of this at all. Yeah, in some way, maybe it was a mistake that Lucy brought her. But uh, but they're so, inseparable uh, friends. And lovers. Scissor sisters. And unfortunately, the two are discovered by Lucy and then Lucy bludgeons the mother to death. And this is one of the most brutal killings I've witnessed in a movie. There have, there have been a few that I've seen where it's like the face smashing. Mm -hmm. where, fuck, man, if you do that right, it is uncomfortable mm -hmm. to see. Uh, in Drive, the, the, the head line. stomping. Yeah, the head stomping in the elevator is so brutal. I can't think of the other ones, but there are have been some more recent ones where... They've shown like either them hitting them with a hammer or something, and it just I fucking like, hate that. I think Mandy had a good one. It just I looks hate it. so fucking real when they're doing. Yeah, that. I hate I don't it. Don't like it. It's not like a oh possessor. Possessor had some good ones it, in there too. It's not like a brawl in cell block ninety nine where oh, he just is. stomps the dude's face and then just mush. It. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that happens. Which is pretty intense because Lucy's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you get out of here. She picks her up, tries to grab her. And then uh, I think Anna thinks, or sorry, Lucy thinks she's getting attacked again. And this is what prompts her to go looking for Anna because she's right. like yelling for her. She finds her with the lady and yeah, she grabs her and just grabs something and just beats the shit out of her face. And then I believe this is the part where she just like starts... Lucy is again attacked by this, the, the so, creature. Instead of being attacked, it looks like the creature's coming up and being like, it's not really a creature either. It's a woman. Yeah. It's a very tortured woman, mm -hmm. which I thought it meant like it's a creature. <laughs> I thought it symbolized her, like in what okay. she went through, but we find it's, out later yeah. that's not what it is. But she, they like, they look at each other and she's like, I did it. We're free. You can leave now. And then she's like, oh, okay, okay. And they started bashing her fucking. <laughs> Yeah, he starts attacking her in certain ways before she starts bashing her head into the wall. And then we cut to Anna and we see from her perspective and we realize it's all in Lucy's Is this head. the part where, uh, where Lucy grabs the knife? The, the hard part. Hard to watch, especially if you've ever... Okay, trigger warning here. So if you don't want to hear stuff about self-harm and all that, maybe skip forward. But if you've ever self-harmed, I think this scene in particular is very hard and having been one of those people before. Yeah. It's, it's tough. To yeah. Watch. It's rough. The the thing I didn't understand about it, not being a real woman or creature, whatever you want it is a woman is the fact that these people do exist. So who was Lucy seeing it really ex explains it in the movie? I, I, I don't recall. So at the beginning of the movie, no, no, it's later in the movie. There's a flashback and it shows oh, her okay. witnessing no, this other person. Anna like goes to grab Lucy cause she's cut her wrists open right. or whatever. Right. And she explains that like she saw when she was leaving, she saw another woman. Oh, and she was I, okay. For help yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. She, she couldn't like, help I him. was a kid. So this was haunting her. Do. And yeah, yeah basically the, guilt was haunting her also yeah she's not even just slitting her wrists she slits all the way up her arms yeah, yeah it's one of the for, most brutal pictures for both of her arms yeah um um sorry the uh i think the wrist cutting was earlier because this part she bashes her head in and then she just right slits her throat open. you're right 
You're right. Uh, yeah, Lucy tells the apparition that she killed uh, its tormentors and it can rest, but it has no effect. Lucy finally realizes that her insanity will never leave her and slits her throat. She dies in Anna's arms. It was kind of a weird... She, she was she was kind of delusioned. She delusioned herself a little bit by, by convincing herself that by committing this act of revenge, she would have gotten rid of this. But there was no indication that that was ever going to be the case, well, she really. Was, she was a broken person, right? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. She went through all that. Definitely not blaming her. No, no. But. And she went through all that stuff, and it's like, you know, what is this person going to do? You're not going to know. It was like a futile attempt at giving herself a normal life. Right. It never happened. So this is the part in the movie where I'm like, well... Everything is neatly wrapped up in a package here. Yes. This, it's time to head home. This yeah. feels like a short film <laughs> at this point. Uh, we cut to the next day, and <laughs> Anna's trying to clean up as best she can because she's like, fuck, I, I got to get this stuff out of here. Even though, well, no, I guess she would have had to because her fingerprints are also yeah. true. If yeah. hers weren't, I'm pretty sure she could have just been like, okay, peace. Um, so she's cleaning, she's cleaning, and then she bumps into this cabinet thing and she feels something weird and finds out that there's a like secret a, underground. Well, there's like a hollow area yeah. behind it. She crawls behind and finds like this almost bunker looking area with mm. a large uh, underground door with a latch on it. She breaks it, goes down the stairs and she's ladder. Around. Sorry, ladder. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's like one of those retractable ones. You can, it, t- you can, how would you describe this room? It's, it's almost what futuristic or industrial, well, maybe a combination when, it's like so, concrete. Um, I'll kind of explain. So she goes through that little hidden area in the cupboard, right? She gets into this very white area. There's like, um, I think there's like some uniforms and stuff on the wall, shit like that. She goes up to a corner cause it's an L shaped hallway. And in the corner is a bunch of, uh, plastic draping and right. a shower for cleaning off mm-hmm. past that. There's a, like a bunker hatch. She breaks it open, goes down the ladder. Uh, and then there's just this tiny little, uh, hallway into a, medium-sized room maybe like a 16 by 16 Mm -hmm. or something and it's just like cement it's just a big square brick cement but nice looking not like a grungy it doesn't look like you're in like hostel no no no, no, no. somebody professionally did it yeah totally but it's still just a cement area with a uh like a half cage wall Mm -hmm. and she goes and like looks around it and then notices that there's somebody there's a woman a very uh emaciated emaciated woman chained up chained up with this uh metal contraption on her head it's uh it (laughs) this is inappropriate but this is kind of what it looks like uh a sumo wrestler's right Th- uh, thing in metal on her head flipped on her head in y- metal you yes. know what um seeing her reminded me of a lot is the batman who laughs there's oh, certain yeah. pictures of yeah. i don't know if you've seen that comic it's like a weird multiverse sure fusion yeah. of joker and batman and it has in one of oh, his shots yeah, it's a metal verse one of yeah. Them. yeah yeah um but so th- what this also means is either they had left this person like what does this mean did they leave this person here and forget about her or were the parents still actively engaging the, in torture with well, her we and do the find other out people later that yes the parents were still a part of the the uh the system that they were So doing. then because there's this is happening in the home of this family mm-hmm. I I I wonder if the kids truly were in complete ignorance of everything that was going on Honestly I'm going to say yeah because they were kids 
you know, like middle teens, late teens, even early teens, you're in your own world. You don't give a fuck. What and if kids are, are going to school every day, right, that's the probably parents when can go and do their and crazy they probably shit. have like after school extracurricular right. stuff. Like there's tons of time. And it's clear that people involved at the higher level are very organized and professional. Like people are like, you know, there's some husbands out there that have like full on separate families and their fam and other no, families don't know anything. Yeah. The, the scenes coming up with this chained up woman that Anna finds is some of the most uncomfortable stuff that I've seen for sure. I do want to say, and I don't approve it, approve of it. Andrew keeps rubbing my foot with his and like, this is not the time I'm sorry. to be doing Well, that. I mean, you grab Andrew's nuts during some episodes. I don't so grab like, his nuts. I grab very high up on his leg, but not high up enough where... So this is revenge. Be an HR yeah, this is my revenge tale. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you guys this then. You are Anna now. All of this shit has happened. There's, I mean, I don't know how she's processing this so well. Four people have been murdered. My partner just completely killed herself. And then you've gone into this dungeon, dungeon thing. And First like, of all, would you guys have even began to... Ex I would have gotten the fuck out of there as quick as I'd c I could because I'd be scared of someone coming and finding me in this I murder house. As a younger person... I probably would be like, I should go explore as the man I am now. No. <laughs> Even as a younger person, I don't know. That's I still probably would have. Even now, I kind of want to I still probably would have gone down there, but then but, at the well, same time, I would have been like, I need a weapon or something it's first. It's kind of like, well, I'm already in this shit, so yeah. what the fuck wrong with me okay. just going further and in. And then right? part two of this, then now, Andy, you've discovered this woman chained up. I would, I like, she doesn't even look human at this point. I'd be worried that she'd like attack me or something, honestly. But then you'd put two and two together and you'd be like, oh, she's, she's another, right. she's and, just another person that was tortured. And uh, uh, yeah. Lucy was right the whole time. I am. Um, I picture Andrew being like the, uh, the, like the nice person, the benevolent individual being like, oh my God, I got to get you out of here. I got to help you. I see and that then, too. Yeah. And then Amir would be like. Stop resisting and you'd electrocute your, with their taser. Yeah. You're like, hold on, I gotta go find you. Find your child and murder the child in front of you. This um, sorry, go ahead. But uh, what I was gonna say is this is a pretty intense scene because Anna immediately it dawns on her that like, holy fuck, Lucy was right. Mm -hmm. And she probably feels even more so much guilt that her friend's yeah. dead because she never believed well, her. Well, and what that would, what made me think about is it kind of emulates Lucy's thoughts to some degree now because Lucy felt this guilt, you know, for this person she didn't save. Lu uh, Anna now could have been better to her girlfriend and maybe saved her in some way. Mm -hmm. So now she's more than obligated to now fucking do something and help this fucking yeah. prisoner. I'm reading through a bit more of this IMDB, the plot thing that mm -hmm. you printed out or printed out post, uh, copy and pasted. Fucking they like do leave out a lot of the, they do. They, I, yeah. So yeah. Anna brings her up. I, I'm just going to explain. Oh, they, they, they don't have anything to do with the bathtub. No, no, no. Oh. Let's just use it as a yeah guide, sure. a guide here. So, which means it's Ryan's time to shine because this yeah. is usually the one time that I actually am the one. He's like, I have, I can remember these things, which is weird because everything else in his life. <laughs> <laughs> so Anna brings her upstairs. This woman is absolutely fucking terrified for good reason. She's got this she... metal band on her head. She's got some sort of metal like, like girdle girdle thing. thing i will also say though like as soon as anna approaches her she i think this thing realizes that this anna's not a danger and well, it's like grasping onto she, her and she's stuff quite like that. scared at she's first. scared of she course. brings her up and then anna goes off to find something to help her and she 
quickly starts stumbling, finds a corner and just huddles in there. And then Anna comes over and like kind of strokes her, soothes her. And then this, uh, this poor woman is like, tries to hold her and be Mm -hmm. like, okay, this person's not bad. That was a powerful scene. Um, so she takes her to the bathroom, runs, I'm assuming warm water, hopefully. <laughs> it's like ice cold or like burning hot. Yeah. I don't even know. I, I wouldn't have thought of that to do. Like, I, I no, feel like that, that wouldn't be, be the damaging first. her. You yeah. gotta be gentle with all those sores, you yeah. know? First, I'd be like, hello, 911? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I found a... Um, a woman in a torture dungeon? <laughs> I found uh, the Iron Giant and... <laughs> I found the uh, man in the iron mask. It's a woman. <laughs> By the way, five people are dead. <laughs> <laughs> five this people are a, dead, and my girlfriend killed herself. This is a, a comedy podcast. <laughs> so she helps her into the bath. She's kind of cleaning her off, and then for some reason, Anna gets this dumb idea. I need to take this apparatus that's on her yeah, head Yeah, this thing that has been surgically implanted. Not or like bolted, bolted or in armor, or, or whatever they were. It was like, uh, like industrial staples, like, yeah, into her fucking yeah. skull. So the metal cap and the staples are, yeah, have it's basically put the like cap in place. A headband going around and then one line going from like her forehead to the back of her head. And it's got huge industrial staples going all the way through it. And Anna, for some reason, is like... Okay, time to grab the old screwdriver. I'm going to remove this. This and was awful. She starts removing it, and this woman's like whimpering. Uh, I'm assuming because she's been abused so much already that mm-hmm. this probably is like whatever. And each one she pulls out, blood just fucking oozes out. Gushing and out. Ugh. And then it's this like really quick shot of her getting all the staples out, and she pulls it mm-hmm. off. And it it's like su- just, super goopy. It just basically rips her face off it's like, yeah. re- it's like industrial melted cheese <laughs> <laughs> i i know the scene was like gross and stuff but the effects were so good incredible and it, this is what you know i was referring to it just made me so uncomfortable seeing her rip mm-hmm. that cap off because it that would be kind of what would happen right you know yeah. you have a band-aid on all that moisture gets under there and like if you left it on too long your skin would just turn to mush well, there's stories about people that have been i don't know if they're old people or people that are you know um morbidly obese who have either died or have for whatever reason been stuck on their couch for say months without getting up their skin actually grafts to the fabric of the couch that's such a disturbing thought i feel like that when i'm in a 40 hour gaming sesh (laughs) 40 hours i've never been that close to skin grafting myself to anything no i don't think i've Ever played more than a few hours of a video? No, game. I can't do. I couldn't do that. I after two hours of playing a video game, I'm like, I feel guilty. I feel like I need to be doing something else. I don't feel. Like I'm me. usually like, play, play, play. <sighs> I'm so fucking bored. I think I could do like a good four four hours. Chef, I feel like my. Certain game. How much could you do as this like a a kid or a teenager? Oh my god! Yeah, hours. Four to six hours. Yeah. I I remember. <laughs> Resident Evil 5 uh, I rented it brought it to a friend's house and we could not figure out how to get co-op to work oh my God. <laughs> went to bed the next morning he runs down the stairs wakes me up he's I like, figured I, it yeah, out he's like I figured it out it shows in the uh, the manual <laughs> so I went back upstairs this is early in the morning and we played the entire day Holy and beat the entire fuck. game yeah. in one day yeah. I did that with uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 I, I started it at 7pm one night and I think I finished it like the next day, just I was stayed up. Say, the longest sessions I've had were probably the first time playing new Metal Gear games. Yeah. Because that series just, oh. 
So <laughs> back to this film. Speaking uh, of metal, the yeah, woman metal dis- face gear. <laughs> what I can't remember is the woman. Does she die? She does, this? but not from this. What, what does she, she die, die from? She is killed by the. It, do so, they kill her? Yes. Uh, there's like a knock at the door, and it goes down. And uh, speaking of Resident Evil, yeah. I don't know if you guys have played the newest one, but the way all of these people are dressed are just like uh, whatever the outfit is called in Resident Evil. They're dressed exactly mm. like that. No joke. The raccoon police people in the newest game are dressed exactly like this. So, so Resident Evil. <laughs> you just spoiled the game for me. Yeah, because they're, the way they're dressed. Yeah. <laughs> so a group of people come. Uh, and it's like, what the fuck? And immediately they shoot the captured woman. Do they yes. shoot her? In they the shoot her. Yeah. yeah. They, just, they just kill her. Just execute fuck. her. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, they capture her. Oh, fuck. They bring her into that hidden area. They sit her down, lock her up to a, like a table. And then the mademoiselle comes in. So, um, before she's taken, I, I still kind of didn't know what was going on and thought maybe these things were, again, like demonic in nature or something. Yeah. And maybe these people were the demon assassins or something like that. And then you find out. It's, oh, yeah. well, it's, it's a, <laughs> well, it's Mademoiselle. She ex- explains that she belongs to a secret society seeking to discover the secrets of the afterlife through the creation of martyrs. And martyrs being uh, in this concept people so severely tortured that they're so close to the brink of death that they actually get to go on to the other side and they without dying it. and then they can bring it back and explain what it is to the other side. Um, it might be worth it to point out at the very beginning of the movie, they, I think they have a definition yeah. of yeah. martyr and just a quick Google, a martyr is a person who is killed because of their religious or other beliefs um, or to kill somebody because of their beliefs. That wasn't the definition. No, it wasn't. No. No. Yeah. I don't remember. It was the definition of whatever they use in the movie. (laughs) Right. Okay. Uh, So she explains that their society was responsible for Lucy's childhood kidnapping. And she was one of their earlier test subjects that she somehow slipped through their grasp. Mm -hmm. Um, She explains that like she, they've done it on all different types of people, but they find young women are the most receptive to Oh, and then she also flips through like a, a picture book and shows, and shows her people that were that martyred. Are, Those are real. Yeah, they're real I think images. so, yeah. yeah. And these were people that made it or were close? Well, she, well she's like, look at their eyes, look at their yeah. eyes. And they're all alive. And they, they're all like full of life still kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are people that were like tortured or suffering or I think even one of them was maybe somebody that was just starving. Right. Um, uh, so Mademoiselle goes on to like say, you know, they've done this so many times and they've only created a few martyrs, but for the majority, they've just created victims. I think later on we find out only one person has gone as far as Anna's going to go. So again, what were these pictures of then? There weren't people that were martyrs because then she would have, it would have been more than they were the closest she could get. Or I don't even think these were her pictures. These were just pictures of people that had stuff happen. And she's, that's why she's like, look at their eyes. Even though all this horrible stuff is happening, there's still light in their eyes. I, I looked up some of these ones. The one that was was like just person uh, the person starving was a someone in a british concentration camp in 1901 during the second boer war hmm. yeah in what year like, 1907 wow okay. we're gonna have to play like some random happy music every once in a while just to keep the mood light on this episode. any uh, requests andy it's raining man <laughs> i love that song <laughs> you have a you need a different request so oh, okay um 
How about <laughs> beer by Plenty of Fish? <laughs> I'll do uh, Steal My Sunshine. Oh, that's a good song, too. Anyway, their experiments inflict systematic acts of torture upon young women in the belief that their suffering will result in transcend- transcendental insight into the world beyond this one. So the one thing that I, the whole sort of, again, point of this movie is to figure out, you know, what's on the other side kind of thing. It's just weird to me because there's, you know, studies and and things you can read and scientific studies you can read about people that do have near-death experiences Mm -hmm. who have apparently seen things. Right. Um, The one thing I don't get about their whole motive is how do you, how do you measure this? Is it just because they're so sure that this person is so close to death that they must have seen something? Like, what if it's just delusions in their brain? So, it, 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 the thing is, I guess, getting at, is this an evil organization inherently? Because, again, there's no... Well, it's evil because of what they're doing. To I mean, for sure. Yeah, they're literally kidnapping children. What they want to know isn't evil. It's kind of what most people in the world would like to right. know, right? But right. the way they're doing it is... And I wonder, yeah. we never get insight into this, which again, there's no actual sequel to this, right? No. Which could be cool is to like figure out, you know, exactly why they're doing this. Like, is there a religion that they worship or something like that? Because I don't think we get any insight into that. I in just, I don't know how they would, but I feel like it would play into Hellraiser real good yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, after Mademoiselle finishes explaining all the things they do, she's like, all right, bud, you're up next (laughs) and leaves. And they bring Anna down into that dungeony cellar. I have a question. I'm sure there's a lot of freaks out there in the world. What? I would assume (laughs) that there would be a lot of people that would be willing to sign up for this. Oh, do they have to be unwilling to for this thing to work oh that's a good point it well excuse me uh at some point you're gonna be unwilling the stuff they're doing exactly that's what i was gonna get at i know even if you're willing like once you get to that point of torture like there's no way anyone is willing at that point yeah i'm sure when the woman comes out with the fucking uh exorcist vomit pea soup (laughs) and slams it into the person's face and you dribble it out and she slaps you you might be like oh fuck a few times, but after like the hundredth day, you're probably going to be like, okay, we're done here. Also, yeah. it wasn't that green. I don't know. Just, it, it really felt like it. I And we find out, we don't find out what it is, but we kind of see one of them making the stuff too. Because uh, they blend a oh. bunch of like stuff up. I would assume it's just some sort of meal that will just keep them alive. Barely yeah, alive. no nutrients yeah. or really yeah. anything. Um, so gruel, gruel omelets. They begin the torture. Gruel sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget those dementors. Yeah, I can, I can just read this part here. Anna becomes their latest subject and is imprisoned in a chamber after an unspecified period during which she is repeatedly beaten and degraded. Yeah, I don't want to go further than that because I would like to explain some of the stuff. So, as I said, she's being made to eat some of this disgusting paste. Oh, also, she gets her head shaved at some point. Not shaved, just with raw scissors. scissors. Right. Yeah. Uh, Again, being degraded. Yeah. Uh, mostly by a woman. It also looked like she was actually getting her hair cut in the movie. Like, she has long hair and they did it. It could have been. But uh, if you do it, Right, like wigs and stuff can look real it's fucking true. real. Yeah. Uh, so that you should happened. look into it. I'm just kidding. Shut the fuck up. I like your bones. Uh, so that happens. Then a man comes down. 
looking like a bodyguard mm. and he lets her go and then just kind of stands there and it's like what's up and anna does the thing i think a lot of people would well, do which i think is, what he's actually doing here he's, he's like being like there's a ladder go go for yeah, it mm-hmm. just leave and she goes to leave and then he just starts beating the absolute shit out of her and we see this go on and on and yeah. to the point where maybe the filmmaker didn't need to make mm-hmm. it go on this. Long. Well, see, that's it, that what I was alluding to earlier. At this point, I was like, okay, I get it. I you don't this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch this anymore. Uh, I will say that the woman and man that are doing this to her are almost I almost identical to the last people that were killed. Well, it was just another like white man and woman. Yeah. yeah. It's just almost like they're just still alive. They're just like, almost interchangeable of right, how their their keepers are. Look nothing like them. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, like they'll that's just a get good like. Point. A, I wonder if they like implant these families into make it look like a normal environment. That, that's if, exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so all that's happening. She gets like shitty, just plain water sponge baths. That Andrew thought the scary movie four thing was going to happen and she was going to dip into her piss bucket and wipe it on her, <laughs> which thankfully didn't happen. Cause I feel like that would have cut the tension of the film a little too much. Yeah. Uh, so all this stuff is happening Anna's is completely defeated. And finally she starts hearing Lucy's voice. She's hallucinating. And uh, Lucy's voice is just being like, just let it go. Just, you'll feel so much better just once let you just go. give it all up. And then finally Anna just kind of like goes blank. Just and is that, is that like her saying to just let it happen and you'll be happier to, if you're not resisting kind of idea? Or? It's, it's like, like it's going to happen it's gonna, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And like there, there is like, studies people showing that you can just kind of like draw withdraw into yourself and you yeah. kind of go somewhere else i mean it's kind of like you know meditation to some degree you know at some point you can you yeah. can kind of do anything and i mean she's in a lot of practice at this point. if if so i don't know if there's any opportunities i i think i was looking for ways that she might have been able to kill herself and one of the things i i could have seen her maybe do because she was chained up uh is potentially choke herself out at the beginning maybe yeah but after like even probably like two weeks or something of this, there's no way she. Would I was just. I, this is a very yeah. dark question to ask, but if you had in this situation the ability to somehow end it, so what I I've read before, I believe it's true, but who knows? Some new uh, studies may come out and say no, that's not true. But from what I've read, you actually can't choke yourself. Your your brain will not let you. Or you would pass out before you get to the mm. point where you're yeah. killing so yourself, Yeah, so you would have I to guess. somehow mm. rig it up so that it continues to happen afterwards. But, like, once you get to a certain point, mm. your body will, like, force you to stop. What if you just hit your head really hard? Well, that's what I was going to get at, too, just like what uh, Lucy, or yeah. Lucy was doing earlier. Just bash your head. Another hard one, because until... there's a real good chance you're just going to black out. Just keep doing it over and over again. I mean, at some point, you're going to get to the point where you're no longer you're, useful to yeah. them, you know? Well, I was yeah. going to say, they'd come they'd down, kill see you. that you've done that, and been like, okay, well, now we're going to do something different for you so mm. that you don't keep doing that shit. True. I thought at some point, because of how fucked up it was getting at this point. I thought the man was going to do some bad, other I, uh, bad things. So did I. Even the second time, because it had been about a year since I saw it, I also was like, oh god, he's going to do something. I'm really glad yeah. they didn't and, head yeah, in that direction. I'm glad they didn't, like, I feel like it, it could have been alluded to. Uh, yeah. But, well, that's the other thing, is we see this happening in phases. We don't, mm-hmm. there's a lot of blanks that we don't see. Right. So, um, who really knows? What, uh, <laughs> if you were part of the couple oh, doing the torturing. Oh, what kind no, of torture would you do? No, 
I'm trying to bring the <laughs> jokes that laughter, the happiness in this podcast. Tickling. Back. Endless tickling. That'd actually be a fucking nightmare. So, uh, like, you t- you put somebody up in, like, stirrups on their wrists and their ankles so they literally cannot move. Uh, maybe you put some stuff around their toes so their feet have to be up. You just take a feather for an hour. Robin, I, I, she's really ticklish. I don't know what the fuck would happen to her if I was tickling her for an entire hour. Like, that'd be nuts. I think that actually can, like, fuck you up real bad. Hmm. Ugh. Tickling. Uh, I would set up some sort of uh, to put on Ernest on repeat. Some some movie <laughs> setup, and I'd make them watch and repeat over and over. Watch and repeat the Godfather trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Call that torture, <laughs> Mamma Mia! After the third month, <laughs> um, I mean, the third month is really just three watches of the movie. You guys did much more fun things than I. Was you saying like comedy? Yeah, comedy. Podcast. Because I... You're like, cock and ball, don't you? <laughs> you guys remember that scene in uh, 007 Casino Royale? Yeah. <laughs> with the... When he has those balls hanging in the he's hole. he's got the whole chair, yeah. and then the guy comes out with a big rope. Uh, <laughs> I'm still, like, shocked that they were able to get that in a James Bond movie. Mm. Uh, I would go in there, I'd set a table up, and I'd sit in a chair beside them and be like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> And each time they get something wrong, I'd like give them a good slap. This has already gone too far for me. And you're like, as soon as hey, you say Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm like, hey, I'm out. do you want to know what the greatest movie of all time is? <laughs> it's the 1997. It's just me explaining <laughs> movies I like a lot. Um, my real answer was going to be fucking like finger and toe stuff because <sighs> that makes me so squeamish. What do you mean so finger like, and toe? Stuff? Like, like nails, nails off, oh, okay. snapping finger. Yeah. No, thank you. So mm, I want to think of other ways I would torture somebody now. This is fun. Okay, you keep doing that. I'm going to move on. Yeah, I'm going to finish the movie here. <laughs> so all this stuff is happening. Finally, we hear, um, holy shit, Anna's made it to, like, this is the furthest anyone's ever made it. It's time to do the do. Uh, do the do. <laughs> <laughs> this do's for you. I think around Budweiser. this time we we find out that yes, this man and woman are just living in the house together now, and uh, uh, they go down. There's a door in this like dungeon area, and it opens into like a very sterile medical area, mm-hmm. and she gets placed into this it's like weird a device contraption, almost like um, what are those? Uh, spinny machines called like where you can hook your arms and legs in and it spins it's like around. what uh, like astronauts use to train like a g-force yeah. yeah anywho she gets strapped into something like that gets lifted up so she's like splayed out in a almost like a uh, what is it called that really famous uh graph of like the human figure I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I don't know what it's called. <laughs> so she has that and then uh I believe the doctor just uh, starts cutting. I thought the machine did it. No, it was the doctor doing it. Oh, okay. I swore it was the machine. Yeah, really? that's what I thought. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was a machine. I thought it was the doctor and the machine was just to hold her up into certain I think it was maybe so a mix it. of both. It could have been. It, uh, oh, it's called The uh, the uh, Truvian Man by Leonardo da Vinci. DiCaprio. Da Vinci? Yeah. You know, like da Vinci? Do you not know who Leonardo da Vinci is? <laughs> <laughs> First, I'm hearing about this man. A lot of silence coming over from that corner. Anyway, so, Vitruvian Man. Uh, this is basically the final stage. They uh, 
we don't really know what kind of surgery she's getting until we see her kind of in a cowl or like a yeah a, a, like a blanket draped over her while she's in uh like a a wheelchair or something and then they pull it back and we see that uh, from her face back all the way down her body's just been completely flayed of her skin and it's very creepy yeah we just see her just, muscles and that yeah. they left her face there. yeah that's what creeps me out i was also surprised they didn't show any of it because at up until this point they showed mostly every type of violence like you mean didn't show her skin being no flayed. it didn't show yeah. it they just probably just didn't have the budget for that for sure and she survives and she is then put in like this weird glass tank that's filled with like gel or something mm -hmm. i don't think it's just water obviously. it's probably something just to keep her afloat i was actually looking this up after watching the movie and there is a certain amount of time you can survive without your skin it's not a very long amount of time hmm. uh it's more than it's more than hours but yeah there's and i guess whatever they're using here obviously lengthens that that time uh maybe it's almost like a uh well, I guess it wouldn't be because it doesn't look like a tank. Like it. I was like thinking a, like a deprivation oh, tank, right. but I guess it wouldn't be. No, uh, it wouldn't be that because it doesn't have a lid or anything. But basically the man is leaving. He's got some blood on him that he's like trying to wipe off and stuff. And then he runs upstairs and is like, you got to get down here. She's talking. She's in like this euphoric thing. And we get like this. She's achieving transcendence. And we, we get this very cinematic shot of... I guess what she's seeing or how she feels about what's happening. Yeah. And it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. It isn't mostly like tunnels and stuff. Tunnel vision. And yeah. I think we see like a landscape or something for a I don't even really second. remember much of it because it's so it's short. It's it kind of feels like all the stereotypical stuff you hear about somebody dying. It's also very like acid trippy yeah. kind of shit. And then during this part, is it where, yeah, members of the society begin gathering at the house almost like it's a funeral well before that uh mademoiselle arrives right to uh basically see anna and anna whispers in her ear then she's like bring everybody she has told me like what's mm -hmm. beyond the veil and it's it's a bunch of old white people yeah old white people i don't think it was all white people but there's a very good chance it was i think it might have been I, maybe I it, maybe i saw an asian woman or something yeah. too anyways it's old people it's a lot of like rich old wealthy people, people. and yeah. they're all dressed in black and it's very clearly it's all old people maybe somewhat close to the brink of death wanting to know what's on the other side right. what happens next um fucking this part is real intense when the uh there's a man maybe second uh -oh. in charge or something. He's explaining like, we did it. This is it finally. And he goes up, he's like, okay, just, I'm going to go grab Mademoiselle because something's taking her so long. And he walks upstairs and he's like, uh, Mademoiselle, are you ready? And she's like, I'm just, I'm preparing. I'm almost there. Uh, and they're like, well, he's like, well, what did she say? Did she like, is it clear? And she's like, yep. She told me exactly what mm -hmm. happens. Um, and then she's like, she says like cryptic shit. Like, can you imagine what happens after death? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, no, I, I have no idea. And then she's like, well, you're going to have to keep wondering. And then pulls yeah, out a keep, gun. She says, keep doubting. And then pulls out a gun and then shoots herself in the mouth. I on, I also couldn't understand her motivation here. Did you guys get what, why she killed herself? Either it, Guilt? this has been, this has been uh, debated so much for this movie because you're never gonna know because uh, at no point do we it's get either that it is so like the afterlife is so good she needed to go now 
or, or it is so horrible. It's so meaningless yeah, and that, horrible that there's no point to anything. Yeah, yeah. She feels like there's no reason to, to even go on. She's also, I believe at some point we find out Mademoiselle, like she takes her little wrap off and stuff. She's not well. It's she's it, terminal. Yeah. It's yeah. so like she's close to death anyways. And I, th- my interpretation was that it was something awful that like, there's nothing we can do about it. So she just kills herself anyways. Gets or the other thing it. is, yeah, like she, she and this society, this is their only goal is to, to find out on what totally. this is. And when maybe what they had found was not exactly what they were looking for. And they're like, well, we wasted all of our time, all of this time wasted by, you know, torturing yeah. innocent people. And then it's the ending where it shows, uh, the term martyr in Greek stands for witness. Right. Because the martyr is witnessing the afterlife. Hmm. Yeah, that's not and definitely the, not the traditional definition. The final scene. So, yeah, after uh, Mademoiselle kills herself, we get a scene. It, we get the martyrs uh, thing, and then we get another scene of uh, Anna. Anna just laying on that bed. And smiling a little bit. And looking up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just to go back to the fling, you can actually live up to a few hours to a few days, depending on your circumstances. I'm, again, I'm pretty sure I've said this on the podcast, but there was a man in Japan who is... Uh, Name Stan. <laughs> <laughs> who was hit with an insane amount of radiation, and instead of just letting him die... Doctors and scientists kept him alive for like three months to find out what happened. And basically his body just broke down, like his skin flayed off. His organs didn't become the incredible Hulk. And he constantly, he was like, please just kill me. Let me die. And they had like resurrected him a few times. And it's just, it would have been really funny to fuck with him one day. And he would be like, Hulk smash. (laughs) Um, what was I going to say? Uh, it's gone. Damn it. Damn it. I guess we just got to get into these fun facts. It's gone. There were some jokes, right? We had some laughs. This wasn't all. Just, just add some uh, just random like uh, audio clips. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Then it's super insensitive. Oh, my God. Don't worry. Next week, we're going back to fun stuff. And then Andrew has fun stuff, and then I have a special guest coming on with more probably fun stuff. And it's a very uncomfortable guest. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's Andrew and Amir's turn again, and then we get back into the (laughs) So, anywho, some facts here. This movie actually had, like, some pretty interesting uh, facts behind it. Uh, Mylene Jamponois and more... Yana Aloe, actresses that played Lucy and Anna, both stated in an interview that they would never work with the director Pascal Lahire again, which makes me think like, what the fuck did this guy Did do? he do like, like Kubrick <laughs> shit? He probably did the old, I'm going to get what I want out of you, uh, regardless of what I need to do. Yeah. But I don't know exactly. Uh, Moyana Alu, actress that played Anna, broke three bones during the movie shoot and had to stay in bed for six weeks. The hell? So maybe it was the torture scene. <laughs> Pascal yeah. and was like, hit her harder. <laughs> Do it for real. It looks good on camera. <laughs> method. We need method. And then uh, Pascal 
Loyer has confessed that he wrote the screenplay for the film in a state of clinical depression. Jesus. Bordering on suicidal thoughts, which is why the film is said to have a nihilistic and depressing subject matter. That says a lot about this movie, honestly. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it does shed it on a more mm-hmm. intense light, for sure. Uh, and then we've got quite a few Amir facts here. I, which I just wrote in the last minute. <laughs> wow. Skin <laughs> is also called epidermis. It's actually called dermis and epidermis. Okay. Idiot. The if fuck? You just said are, what I said. Well, no, because yeah, it's not yeah. just called epidermis, because that's your outer skin. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Specifically. That's not what you said. You just hey, said guys, your epidermis is showing. If your pants are down, your epidermis is showing. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, my pants fell down. Unless you're wearing long johns. That's true. Or you've been flayed. Yeah. Could you imagine? What if you're like about, okay, say you're, you're just getting hot and heavy. You're about to get hot and heavy with someone and you're like, okay, I'm going to fucking take their pants down. You pull their pants down and it's just muscle underneath and bloody and You know what I just thought of that would be really cool that I think it's something we might be getting to in the future. You know how you can have like a a console stripped down so you can just see the innards of the console? If they figure out a way to do that with skin so they can make your skin like transparent at a certain point. I'm surprised they haven't yet. Me neither. Would you consider something like that if they did that? Nope. No, not even like a, a one finger kind of thing. No, no. It, it makes me think of the people who have like that inner ear problem where they can hear everything going on <clears> in their body. And apparently it drives them like crazy. I it think also, it would just remind me of my mortality too much. You know? It reminds me of people when they uh, say they have like uh, certain nose piercings and they stretch them too much and you can see inside of their like nose and it's gross. to me. Are you coming at me right now? You have a nose stretchy? If I take my septum out, you can uh, easily see through it. No, I'm talking about like up here and that you like can uh, see inside. Yeah, you idiot. It's because you're not hardcore enough. No. You're not hard enough. It's not, it's too much for me. Get Another hard. way to achieve near death is to get a foot long chicken sub from Subway. Leave it out in the open for a year <laughs> and then eat it. I would actually argue that you, you might die. Just, you could just get a, sub? a chicken sub <laughs> or any sub from Subway, eat it immediately and almost die. Well, it's not prepared. <laughs> it might have salmonella. You die right away. Because salmonella kills you in like a second. Anyway. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true, true, at, true at, all. at all. It's not. It just makes you very sick. You can probably survive. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we have modern medicine. Yeah. Whenever I think of salmonella, all I think about is an episode of Mona the Vampire <laughs> where she has to defeat Sam and Ella. <laughs> I just think of a female salmon named Salmonella. <laughs> like a Disney princess. <laughs> If you're exposed to radiation for three months, you become the Incredible Hulk. He literally just wrote that while I was saying it. Stealing my material. In Japan, there was a guy who became sick with radiation. Sorry. Sorry. This is is serious stuff. In Japan, there was a guy who became sick with radiation poisoning named Stan. He was flayed and died. <laughs> the best show on television today is Beat by <laughs> <laughs> This is the funniest Amir's ever been. If Bobby Flay was flayed, he would be flayed Bobby Flay. And we are thankfully finished. (laughs) Wow.
Final thoughts, Amir? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, going through it again has been uh, quite helpful. Um, and I think gave me an added appreci- appreciation uh, for this film. Honestly, at the very end, when we see everyone gathered around <clears throat> waiting for this, like, potentially historic news it almost gave me like rosemary's baby midsummery vibes with the sort of cult aspect my final score for martyrs is going to be 8.1 bobby flays out of 10 nice and, <laughs> Andrew? uh yeah it's the first time watch was insane um I really enjoyed it, even though it's really messed up. It made me think about a lot of things over the last week after seeing it. Really? Like what? Just like life and death and like yeah. if what's even, what's meaningful and what's meaningless. And, and I would honestly say, uh, like if you've gone through like really bad depression and you've had like those thoughts and ideologies and stuff, this movie does hit differently. I was just going to say that most of my friends that like this movie or love this movie all have depression. <laughs> and yeah, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, some of this is hitting a little too much. <laughs> I, I also have always just been interested. I mean, every human being alive has some interest in the idea of what yeah. is happening next kind of thing. Um, but sorry, you can, yeah, uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't thought about a movie like after seeing it in a long time, maybe infinity pool to a like lesser extent, but there will be more. Oh, good. I will give it. What did you give it? An 8.1. I believe I'm going to give it an 8.8. Oh, flayed Bobby flays. Nice. Uh, I've decided going forward, I'm going to give much more realistic ratings. As I've noticed, I've mostly rated movies six or higher. And some of those movies don't deserve that high of a rating (laughs) from me. I thought you were being already generous from me. In my opinion, some of these movies I didn't like, but I still gave them whatever. I'm being too nice. One of us ha- needs to be that, um, that like leveling mediator. I thought that was Amir. <laughs> Apparently not. Oh. <laughs> I feel like if we went through stuff, I think Amir's probably like scored things higher than I have most of the time. Hmm. Or like roughly the same, and I've probably scored some things much lower. Probably, yeah. Uh, this movie, second time viewing, uh, is fucking, it's a tough movie. It's good. Yeah. It's not, it's not torture porn. No, no. it's not. Uh, is what kind of makes it good. Uh, yes. The storyline, fucking, it comes at you three different ways and you just don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's a great film. I would I would probably definitely watch it again in a couple of years or something. Um, I give this film 7.8. Wow. Uh, pulling metal off of my face <laughs> out of 10. Before we wrap up, a couple of other things I wanted to talk about, uh, including, I don't know if we've ever brought this up during this episode, that there was a remake yes. in 2016, yes. 2016 that apparently remake. completely got shit on. Yeah. I'm going to watch it at some point just if I have... see what's wrong. Yeah. It's just, it's on Tubi right now. You can watch it. Um, but I want to see what went wrong. Uh, we should also say, if you are looking to watch this film... You either need to, which we do not endorse, but you would need to torrent it, which you shouldn't do, or you have to buy a Region B oh, that's too bad. version of it yeah. and either have a Region B 
uh, player or a universal player because uh, <clears throat> I don't think it even had. It did, but and it, was it a has very short, and it has been discontinued. It it's only has a like a region B. Uh, uh, product now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think this movie is a hidden gem. I kind of wish it had more, not mainstream appeal, but just, just more those, Western appeal. It was fucking French, man. And then they, I remember you guys saying that maybe when around the time it came out, a lot of people were talking about it. Yes. Uh, if you <clears> follow, <throat> like uh, I used to, and I still do every once in a while, if you follow like disturbing films lists and like look up blogs and stuff about it, mm -hmm. it's, it's always there. At the time when these it was during the French extremity movie. You mean extremist, not extremity. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, the French arm <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the arms race. Uh, when these movies were coming out, it was, it was hitting the horror community uh, pretty big, but like I got so many like notifications for uh, high tension when that one came out. And I saw that one in the theater. Cause they're, they're doing it in a much better way, in my opinion, than most like American or Hollywood films they, do. It almost the new ones really glorify a lot of this sort of needless violence. And where it's, it's a lot of them are like it's just so over the top. Whereas this one, yeah, the mm -hmm. ending is definitely over the top. But it's like you know, there's a message there. It's intense. Like uh, to compare it to something American, like Eli Roth, right? Uh, Hostel. Yeah. <clears throat> I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't sit through Hostel. Not, I didn't even get to the violent parts. I just found I just it, thought it was ridiculous. I just found it too, like, teeny horror garbage. I've watched it, I've watched all of them once. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you are planning on watching this, as Ryan or Andy mentioned earlier, it's definitely not a movie that not, not, not everybody can sit through this. Get movie. the family together. Make get sure the, your kids. Get yeah. the little ones right up Especially close. Especially if there's any like four-year-olds in your family. Yeah. Uh, make sure they're that? wearing um, their... Oh, what's his name? <laughs> Steve Ingram? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He has kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get the kids around. Get the kids around. Uh, put on their little uh, metal face masks. Yeah. It's like a little cute little thing you can do. Just, you know, if you ever really need to discipline your children, tell them to... Or you're, Sit them down, watch this with them, and tell them if you ever act up, <laughs> this is what's happening. Yeah, they'll never act up, but they'll also probably be traumatized. From yeah, probably go no contact you with you. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you want to connect with us on social media, a few ways to do that on Instagram s.t.n underscore podcast pod uh, on TikTok podcast stn Twitter stn pod, and you can find us on Facebook and search Survive the Night Podcast and join our group. And if you have seen this movie. Talk to us on Facebook. And I, I was going to say, uh, for anybody who's listened to my uh, disturbing or like bad feeling films, fucking shoot me a message or shoot the podcast an email or something. You know, let's talk about it. How did and it make you feel? Was it gross for you? Was it not? Yeah, totally. Did you get scared? Did you? Email is probably the best way. And we would love to read some of your thoughts on the next episode of Survive the Night. My DMs be... are always open. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. And to email us, it's survive the night podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon. Yes. If you like what we do and you think maybe you want to support us and give us a little bit of money to maybe do this as a full time thing. Um, yeah, join our Patreon. We've got links to it on all our social media, pretty much, I think. Uh, you can 
you know, you can give $1, you can give a billion dollars, whatever you feel like. A billion would be nice. It would be. Yeah. Um, whatever you give, you get access to all the special episodes we do there, which is a, a more, much more laid back version of what we do here, uh, mostly covering television series uh we've covered the it miniseries uh tales from the crypt season one and we've done some <laughs> fun creepy pastas which have been pretty funny and we are now on our third episode of are you afraid of the dark season four uh <laughs> this is probably this will be a little bit late but i apologize patreons that it took so long for us to drop episode one and two but they are up there ready to go <laughs> So, again, if you think we deserve a little bit of financial support, uh, yeah, come join our Patreon. You get a bunch of extra shit. And honestly, just to everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you very much. On thank the next you. episode of Survive the Night, because it's Black History Month, I wanted to do something to shout out the, the black horror community because it's been around. Covering Black Devil Doll. <laughs> no. So we're doing a movie from the 70s when I think it was one of the first movies was part of that black exploitation uh, era. Uh, and this is Blackula. Not a good movie, but a movie that definitely sort of shook up some ground in the horror community. It'll be fun to cover. It will be. So stay tuned for Blackula next week. Uh, you've been listening to Survive the Night. We're amazing. My name's Amir. I'm here with Andy. Oh, yeah. And Ryan. Yep. Bye. Bye.